All right, hey, Billy Rainford here, Direct Motocross. Uh, right now, we're going to talk to someone who, uh, well, man, he's the general manager and riding coach down at Club MX in Chesterfield, South Carolina. Got uh, Ben Graves on the phone. Hey, Ben, uh, how you doing, man? Thanks for talking with us. Doing really good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, a bunch of things I want to talk about. I mean, normally I would be down there and kind of doing this on my own, but uh, we need to pull someone else in who's down there and sees our Canadians riding just to kind of, you know, talk about how they're doing, talk about what's going on at Club MX. I mean, obviously with the uh, the DMX Total Devotion Award at the TransCan presented by Club MX, we've obviously got a nice tight relationship with you guys, and we've always got riders going there, and we're always down there doing stuff, and uh, heck, you've got a, your team is half Canadian owned, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of ties to Canada, and we always have a pretty solid group of Canadians down in the winter, from amateurs all the way up to pros. And uh, and this year, got a, kind of a couple fresh faces down here with Jake Piccolo and also uh, and Dylan Wright. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty exciting uh, winter training season we got this year. Right, that's cool. I mean, you don't have uh, because of the whole COVID situation at our borders, tough to get across and everything. But uh, we may not have as many riders down there with you. But you've got man, you've got some of our top guys, like you mentioned, Dylan and Jake. So I mean. You're seeing some Canadian speed down there, but uh, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit. Just again, like I say, because I can't be there. I mean, I follow you guys on Instagram, so I see what's going on, but just, uh, I don't want to call it a report card, but uh, I don't know. We can just kind of talk about some of the kids who uh, who are down there training. And of course, we can talk about some other things as well. But uh, yeah, um, how many Canadians do we have down there? I'm talking Canadian pros here and stuff now. What, what, uh, what Who do we have down there? Uh, so right now we've got um, Danny Elmore's down here. Uh, Talon Unger has been here doing a little training. Jake Piccolo, uh, Dylan Wright as well. Um, so it's pretty pretty good little group. Okay, well let's uh, let's talk about the guys. I know Daniel Elmore. He's been down there uh, for a couple of years now, right? He he keeps coming down there. Yeah, last year was his first year, okay. and then um, Danny was for- fortunate enough actually to leave a bike here when all the COVID stuff happened. So uh, he flew back home, and then. Uh, of course, he, you know, total privateered it to the Nationals and pretty much camped out of a van at uh, Gopher Dunes and uh, and went at it and had a couple top 10 finishes and some motos, I think. And, and uh, so anyway, he was fortunate enough to have left a bike down here so that um, this winter he was able to fly back down and a bike was already here for him and uh, and start training this off season. And, uh, and Danny's, uh, I think he's a uh, kind of a real diamond in the rough. He's a really hardworking kid. Uh, he's quiet. Um, does the work, never complains, uh, willing to do whatever you ask him to do. And he's really, uh, this off season has, has really picked up some speed and, and, uh, his endurance is always there as well. And we actually helped him out with, uh, with Yamaha to get him a bike, uh, because his practice bike he was riding had just a ton of hours on it. And, uh, it was time to, time to upgrade. So he's got a fresh 2021 now that he's practicing on and then, uh, you know, doing his preparations for the season. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I thought uh, that would be kind of fun. I'm call it a report card, like I said, but just to put him under the microscope here a little bit. Uh, you've seen him now. This is the second time you've seen him. You say he's a hard worker. How about uh, pace-wise? How's he looking? What's he uh, What's he working on? What do you think he needs to work on? Um, Danny's Danny's pretty solid as far as, you know, his laps. We always call him Mr. Consistent. You know, if we're doing a 20-minute moto or a 30-minute moto, it doesn't really matter. He's, he's kind of that same pace the whole the whole time. So we've been working on his sprint speed just as far as the opening laps. Uh, right now, you know, like I said, his best finishes last year, a couple of motos were around 10th place. Uh, but I, I believe if we can get his, his sprint speed up, which is it's starting to come along a little better, 
You know, those first four or five laps of a, a 30 minute moto sometimes is the most important, you know, and if he can just rise to the occasion for those first four or five laps to hang with that lead pack and then kind of settle into his, to his pace to get to the finish, uh, I think he's going to have a really good year this year. He's, he's definitely been here, um, you know, been here throughout the winter, didn't leave for anything, didn't leave for Christmas because of the COVID stuff. So, you know, he's just been in here grinding since, uh, really since I believe November. So, um, Danny's, Danny's ready to go and I think he's going to do really well this year. Yeah, it's cool. Now, I mean, I've obviously seen you for years now doing your coaching and stuff down there. How would you, how would you describe your, uh, your technique? You're not much of a coddler. I mean, you give it, uh, you tell it like it is, right? Yeah, for the most part. Um, you know, I try to be pretty honest with the guys. Uh, you know, I don't really get on anybody's case too bad unless, uh, they really need it <laughs> as far as that goes. But, uh, but yeah, I try to, you know, be as straight as we can with them because, uh, that's what we're here to do. And, uh, if we can help, you know, this time of year, if we can help pick apart their technique a little bit and, and help them improve, um, you know, their, their body position and, and the things that they do on the bike to make it much easier for them to go fast. And uh, once the season gets closer and we're really grinding out those motos, they're they're doing things correctly and um, and using good habits. So that way, when they get to those races, you know, it's more consistent for them. They make less mistakes. We're not tipping over and falling on the ground as much. And and hopefully, we're getting the finishes that those guys are looking for. Nice. Okay. the the only uh, The only thing I'll ask you for a grade on is uh, the one that you'll obviously be able to answer is. Uh, Let's go on each of our guys here. Just uh, an easy one. Uh, coachability. How is he to be coached? Is he easy, tough? Oh, yeah. Danny's phenomenal. Uh, A-plus as far as that goes. He, he, oh, nice. He's willing to do whatever you tell him to do. I mean, he's he's here to learn. And if you tell him that he needs to jump this high, he'll jump that high. Uh, <laughs> and he, he's, he's awesome as far as that. And he's always uh, looking for, hey, what can I do better? Uh, oh, nice. which is Which is pretty cool. Uh, and especially with somebody with the, the work ethic that he's got. Oh, that's cool. All right. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, let's, let's kind of move on through our guys. We'll go up here kind of numerically. I guess the next guy on the list would be, uh, would be Talon Unger. I know he was there last year as well. Let's, uh, let's kind of break down Talon's, uh, Talon situation here. Um, yeah, Talon, uh, was with us for a short bit. He actually just headed back home to, uh, do that riding school. Um, oh, so right. we didn't get to spend too much, too much time with him about a month. He's been here and I believe he's going to try to come back. I don't know exactly how he's getting over the border, but, <laughs> but <laughs> he's planning to, to come back. So he, he was kind of just sort of getting comfortable with the tracks and just getting some, uh, some endurance under his belt. But, uh, for sure his starting point, uh, this year is definitely better than what it was last year. So, uh, haven't been with him too much just yet, but, uh, I feel like he's definitely got some potential. Right now, I I got a real kick, and I always paid attention to it last season. Uh, first practice, you'd wait for a bike to go by to get over there first. He was the first guy every time. Gate dropped, green flag went for practice. He was the first guy on the track every time. Is that? And I always, but I was asking, like, you know, is that because your his dad Trevor? Is that something you guys talk about, or is that something you guys like to see your guys do? You know what I mean? I just think that's a pretty cool trait. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, for, you know, you're setting the tone for your entire weekend at that point and why not be the first one on the track, the first one to see everything, you know, hopefully you've, you've walked around and kind of done an inspection of the track before you get out there. So you know what to expect and, and who wants to eat the roost anyway and practice when the track's muddy and deep, might as well get out and get some clean laps in, uh, especially when it comes to time qualifying. True, for sure. And I, and I saw that, uh, really good video of, uh, of, it was, uh, 
Talon and Daniel going at it there at the, I think it was somebody's GoPro helmet cam or something, wasn't it? That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we've been having some really good battles as far as that goes. Uh, and yeah, like I said, with Talon, uh, he just needs some more seat time, you know, get the endurance up and stuff. He uh, hasn't hasn't been in the States that long or hasn't been riding that long yet this season, but uh, he's got plenty of time before the season starts up there in Canada, so I think he'll be all right. Now, he's he's fairly quiet, too, or is he different when he's down there with you guys? Um, He's fairly quiet around us, but he's, he's not so quiet around all the kids. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he's got everybody fooled. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now you said he went home. I know he's doing a, a riding school with uh, with Jared Stock, who is actually our DMX off road guy. So that's uh, so that's pretty cool. That's coming up in April. So all right. Well, um, so you didn't see him that much, like you say. He'll probably be back. But uh, again, what about? Uh, I'm guessing he's pretty high on the coachability scale too. What uh, what do you give him? I'm going to give Talon a B as far as that goes. Oh, uh, Talon. Yeah, he's certainly willing, yeah, he's certainly willing to listen uh, as far as that goes, but maybe not quite as eager to listen as Danny is. Danny's Danny's like a sponge and just wanting to, to soak up everything he can. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but you're seeing some improvement in speed from Talon? Because, I mean, he's a kid that he seems to be on the cusp of making a big, uh, big improvements. Uh, yeah, I mean, really the short amount of time we've seen him so far was really just trying to work on his endurance. Um, okay. You know, that's that's the biggest thing, uh, especially this far away from the start of the season. We're mainly just trying to get the laps in, polish up the technique, um, you know, build the, build the base endurance for the riding. And then as we get closer to the season, we'll, we'll kind of ramp up a little more intense, a little more intense. And then, you know, the idea for that first round when the gate drops, they're they're hitting their peak at that point and, and ready to go. Okay, nice. Okay, well, that's good to hear on those two kids. Now we'll move up to uh, some uh, man, some of our upper echelon riders here. I mean, heck, Jake Piccolo is uh, up there battling for wins and stuff this year. He seems to be really on the uh, on the edge of something good too. Hopefully, you guys get your uh, get your your hands on him and you can get him uh, get him you know get him to some wins and everything. But he's also our Direct Motocross Club MX Total Devotion Award winner. So he started out with a free week down there. Uh, your first that was yep. probably your introduction to Jake, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen him ride a bit, you know, from afar, but never really met him. And uh, so far, spending time with him and his dad, super good people, uh, you know, really uh, uh, considerate and respectful of everything and, and appreciative of the opportunity. And Jake is Jake's a bad dude. Um, he's got a lot of skills, <laughs> yeah. a lot of talent on a dirt bike. Um, honestly, I'm spending more time just trying to slow him down and do things uh, correctly and consistently. Uh, than anything i told him i said jake you, you you can go fast enough to win we don't we don't need to go that fast <laughs> every single day every time we go out you know we need to finish everything we start and and have consistent weeks and so far uh he's been doing that and there's a little bit of a learning curve for him like i don't think he necessarily is used to you know the structure that we offer here so kind of every time he was going out he was trying to go you know show how fast he could go uh and, and with that comes mistakes so, you know, we're trying to, uh, you know, trying to just have him put in consistent days, good weeks, and just hold back a little bit, you know, so that we can build that base. And then and then when you get those opportunities to do sprints and, you know, things like that, higher intensity, then we can hang it out a little bit. Um, and with him riding with Dylan and, and then Phil Nicoletti's here as well, that's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty powerful group of guys there. And he's, he's getting a lot of uh, words of wisdom from Phil and, from Dylan as well, pretty much the same thing. Just reiterating the fact that hey, 
you have a ton of talent, but here's the deal. We need to just put in consistent weeks. And if we can do that, like there's no reason he can't go up there to Canada and win a title. Dude, it's just so funny. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you heard people have been telling him that since he was just a little kid on 60s and 50s and stuff. And he is probably you're not going to find a more exciting guy to watch ride. I mean, he is just uh, he's next level and he has been ever since he was a little kid. I always I always tell the story back when he was on 65s. I was out in B.C. at a race and uh, there was a tricky double or triple into a corner. And uh, Spencer Knowles, who was a fast pro at the time, he was doing it. And the only other guy doing it was Jake Piccolo on his 65. <laughs> like he'd be, yeah, I believe dude, it. He's literally like a minute ahead of the second place guy, and he is still going 100% wide open. And like you say, with that comes some falls. So it's uh, obviously you guys helping out is going to be exactly what he needs to, you know, take that next step. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he got an earful the other day from uh, from Phil and from Dylan. So <laughs> I'm hoping that. Uh, I'm hoping that that, <laughs> that he took that to heart, which I believe he did. I mean, he's definitely been getting better with, you know, the, the, the advice that we're giving him and, and just trying to keep him, you know, in a comfort zone, uh, for training purposes. Uh, but the other day, like I said, Phil and Dylan really had a, a pretty big heart to heart with him. And I think, uh, you know, his dad was there as well. And I, I think that sunk in and, uh, and today actually put in a solid, solid day today and, and he killed it. Like he rode super consistent and you know we put in a lot of work today on the track and, and no issues no tip overs everything's good and and i look forward to a few more weeks of that with him and and then we can gradually start to turn it up but but the goal with him is when he leaves here he's going to be much more solid much more confident in his abilities and and know uh, when to turn it on when to turn it off so uh, I, I look for big things from jake not only in the coming years in Canada, but uh, I'd love to see him eventually come back down here to the States or, or even try his hand at Supercross because he's really, he's really good at that stuff. His timing is good. And, and we spent a bit of time on amateur Supercross with him uh, before our amateurs went down to Daytona. And um, I think he really enjoyed it. He, he seemed to be pretty happy every day when we wrote it. And, uh, and he's really good, like I said, at timing things. And, and I think he'd be a good Supercross rider one day. Yeah, that's 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 cool. And I mean, as a as a riding coach and stuff, I mean, obviously it's pretty cliche, but you love to have a kid with that much aggression because you can do something with it. It's tough to get some somebody who's lazy to get doing stuff. So it's, it's a lot more you can work with. Is that not true? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I I told him the other day. You know, if if we could uh, be as consistent as Danny Elmore, but but have your ability and talent, no one's ever going to beat you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's just kind of, you know, Danny's trying to find those extra seconds. And uh, and with Jake, you know, we're just trying to be as consistent as we can every single lap. So we end that 30-minute moto, you know, we only varied a second or two here or there, and that's it, you know. Okay, now you, you mentioned uh, Phil and Dylan kind of having a heart-to-heart with them. Was it about that kind of thing, or what? Uh, what was the subject there? Same? Yeah, yeah, it was about it was about that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> and what? We, uh, we were we got a rain day, and so we were back on our our sand track, and uh, and it was pretty gnarly. And and uh, and Jake was was going really fast, and and Dylan and Phil both acknowledged that hey, you know, you you got more speed than we do today, but here's the deal. You know, you you gotta keep it in your lane, and you gotta be consistent. You can't 
you can't go that fast and then have a tip over. You know, it's just it's not worth it. So, um, but like I said, he's been he's been killing it and he's been eliminating the mistakes week by week. And it's uh, like I said, I, I believe that when he leaves here to head up there, he's going to be a different rider than he was uh, last year. He's still going to have the speed, but he's going to have a lot of confidence and endurance and uh, a little better decision making skills to go with it, so that he can put that to use and, and be a, a podium guy every weekend. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's really cool to hear because, I mean, obviously, like I say, since he's just been a little kid, he's been the most fun guy to watch, aggressive, fast, and everyone all, and he must know it too. I mean, he's he says he's been, I, last time I interviewed him, he just came right out and said, yeah, people have been telling me that since I was a little kid. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah. hopefully he can get it sink in. So I'm also thinking too, what about, uh, there must be a bunch of other American kids there and stuff. I'm guessing there are some people standing at the side of the track going like, who the hell is this Piccolo guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely some amateurs here training that, that, uh, got an eye opening for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's also been a really good asset. Uh, we have an amateur rider here who, uh, moved to A class and actually, uh, we've got an amateur motocross team with the help of Yamaha and ATVs and more this year as well. So he's riding for our team. His name's Wyatt Liebeck. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. uh, Liebeck's heck of a, heck of a rider and uh it's been great to have jake here with him as well because uh uh good like i said good training partners and and really good for both of them and Wyatt, why i would say has a similar style to jake like he, he really goes for it all the time but um i would say he's a little more reined in than jake is uh, but yeah it, it's been good and, and Wyatt had heard of him before but you know never seen him ride and so that's been really cool to to have those guys together Okay, cool. That's great. Now let's uh, let's give Jake a, uh, I mean, coachability grade on uh, on Jake. Uh yeah, I would say an A for sure. Oh, Jake, you know, never never, you know, never has anything too negative to say, uh, and and is willing to listen and learn. And and like I said, I think with with guys like Dylan and Phil to ride with, uh, I don't think you could ask for you know any better people to look up to as far as people that have been there and done that. Um, you know, so I think that's helping him uh, a lot as well, not just by us telling him what to do, but those guys are backing it up and saying, hey, you know, you want to, you know, for Dylan, you know, he's in a good good position now. And Dylan, I believe, was kind of that kid too, you know. Oh, yeah, my, I was going to say that for sure first, when we got to Dylan. My, my first, yeah, my first interactions with Dylan was um, uh, they were passing through here on the way down to Florida and rode at our practice facility, and there was uh, – I think there was a couple tabletops out there or something and it was supposed to be just like a tabletop and a tabletop and he turned it into a double and I watched him do it and I'm like, huh, like, and I believe like maybe, maybe Phil had done it, but like that was it. Like none, none of the regular guys would do it because it was pretty, you know, pretty hairy and here this guy's pulling it off in practice, like with people rolling the jumps and I'm like, holy cow, who's this guy? And, and so, you know, watching him and, you know, he, he was in those same shoes when he was that age, kind of that kid who was a little wild and, and willing to hang it out. And, uh, and obviously <laughs> in his racing last summer, I think you still saw that every once in a while, but, uh, he was able to, you know, hold it together and, and win a title. So, you know, he's kind of, he's over the hump and, and figuring out how to be successful at the top level. Yeah, for sure. So obviously now we've we've turned over to we've uh, moved on to Dylan right here. Now you've got uh, last year's Triple Crown champ, uh, motocross 450 champ, uh, and you mentioned Phil too, the previous Triple Crown champ. So um, 
As far as yeah, any chance Dylan was on a 125 when he was doing that uh, table table? <laughs> no, he was on a, I believe he was, he was a, I think he was a 250F guy, but he was actually riding a 450 that day. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think, I don't think he was, you know, nor racing a 450 really at that time, but he was riding a 450 that day because like, so the obstacle was pretty big and, and, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, again, like you mentioned, he's similar to Jake. Dylan was like the most fun guy to watch on a 125. I mean, you would just stand at the side of the track and just, you know, everybody just, oh, Dylan's, Dylan's out on the track and you just go watch him, especially at like Sandalee or something like that, his local track. Just, just unbelievable. So, uh, okay. So now I, I kind of want to, okay, Dylan. So he's down there. You guys are helping him out. What do you need to, what do you work on with, with a guy like that? Uh, well, you know, obviously Dylan's been there and done that this year, uh, as far as that goes, he's at the top level. Uh, and again, right now, really we're just working on the technique with him you know not we're trying to hold him accountable and and you know to really watch closely you know his, his foot position his body position and and how he's utilizing the power of the bike and things like that to try to spend a good uh you know a good month just really refining what he's doing to make sure he's you know having good habits and not bringing back old bad habits you know and uh and then working on his endurance and his speed is still there. Uh, him and Phil had a, a pretty good day today, and we're not trying to do too much sprinting with him yet. We're we're a long ways from their season, uh, so we're just you know kind of putting in base motos and, and some shorter things here and there, and working some technique sections and things. And yeah, just just the basics with him. And uh, of course, his hands were all bloodied up and blistered the first week, and uh, he he got he got over that now. So now he's he's starting to get in the groove, and um, now he's. Uh, starting to you know test suspension a little bit and get things kind of set up for for the year and, and get the bike a little more dialed in for him uh as far as that goes nice i was going to ask you about that actually like i mean a guy like dylan obviously the guy's a champion he's obviously fast but there's even the best guys have coaches so i mean there's obviously stuff you can work on um but what about you mentioned uh you know getting like what about stuff like uh testing and suspension are you pointing things out you see or who are guys talking to uh, yeah, for sure. You know, we point out things we can see and, and then, and then just bounce it off them and ask, you know, Hey, does it feel like it's doing this in that area? And then, well, yeah, actually it is, you know? And so sometimes, you know, watching and being a rider and being a coach, you can see things that maybe the rider on the bike can't see, you know, they can feel it, but you know, sometimes like in Dylan's case, he's just getting back on the bike. He's been off the bike all winter. So, you know, he's rusty you know he's he's getting back in shape so maybe he's not sure if it's the bike or if it's him as far as that goes you know but but he's got a good setup like i said it's not like he's starting something new he's coming off of a really good package obviously he won a championship you know he knows what he's doing but uh but yeah a lot of times we can just see things you know from the side and and run it by him he's like ah yeah you're right you know and we should make a change here or there so all right now now again with a guy as fast as dylan and stuff and you got phil there and stuff is are those two kind of like and Jake of course, but on the four fifties and things are these you know are these kind of your top dudes out there on the track right now or is there anybody else like do people kind of go holy crap look at these guys go? Um, yeah, right now those are really the the top three. Um, Liebeck's kind of been you know did Daytona uh, amateur supercross and yeah. then was headed out to Freestone and some other racing, so he hasn't been here in the recent couple weeks. Um, and then obviously all our pro motocross guys are racing supercross right now. So, right. you know, those guys are busy on the supercross track. So, so right now, yeah, those are 
kind of the standouts. And then, of course, Marshall Welton is, is oh, here sure. as well. Oh, good. Uh, so Marshall's Marshall's right in the mix with those guys also. And then, obviously, he's racing in Canada again this year and, and bumping up to the 450. So, uh, so yeah, there's another Canadian <coughs> contestant this year as well. Right. I guess he's not actually Canadian, but he is racing in Canada. And he's moved up to, yeah. up to the big bikes. <laughs> What? Uh, how's he looking? I was. Let's uh, let's touch on Marshall. Well, actually, hang on. We got to uh, we got to finish up with uh, Dylan. We got to give uh, Dylan a, a yep. coachability score. Uh Dylan's solid. I mean, he's he's definitely an A. And uh, you know, maybe contrary to popular belief, even those top riders, you know, they're looking for that critique. You know, they 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 still want to be better. You know, outside looking in, you can watch some of these top guys ride and. You know, even like a Justin Brayton that trains here with us, and you watch him ride. And if you're not watching closely, or if you're just the general public and you ride and you watch, you're like, holy cow, this guy! You know, he does everything perfect. Oh my gosh, he's so good. You know, he he knows everything. But believe it or not, like I said, all those top guys they're looking for that little bit. You know, they they want to know, hey, am I doing this correct? And can I get better here? Where can I get better there? You know, they're they're looking for that stuff. And Dylan's really good about that. Like I said, I I haven't really worked with him before. Uh, just interacted with him a few times when when he'd been riding, but uh, yeah, he's super uh, super uh, drawing a blank for the word here, but um, uh, responsive to critique, I guess I would say, okay. and 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 looking for that extra bit because, like I said, he wants to improve as well. He doesn't want to be stagnant. Yes, he he won a title this year, but he knows when he goes back. Guess what? He's gonna have to be on his A game and show up every race, you know, ready to win. He's he's not looking to go through the motions when he gets back up there. So he wants to continue to stay on top. Right. Now just, and just to get people talking, how, how close is uh, Marshall and are Marshall and Dylan and pace out there? Have you seen it? Uh, well, Marshall is kind of just recently getting back on the bike. Right. So he's, he's just kind of putting in some light laps. He's not really pushing yet. He's a little bit behind Dylan as far as that goes. He had a, uh, a minor injury a little while back. Um, and so he, he hasn't been on the bike too much yet. So it'll uh-huh. probably be, I would say, another couple of weeks before we kind of see that head-to-head battle. Right now, Marshall's just been cruising and just trying to get a few laps in and and get feeling stronger on the bike. He, he didn't know, you know, the same as everybody else, but obviously he didn't want to be pounding out a lot of motos this winter, not knowing when the season was going to start. Right. And then... Uh, not knowing if you could get parts or not, you know, things like that. If you need people to, you know, uh, wear and tear on a bike and then not be able to get parts, and then he's just sitting. So uh, I think he made the right choice. Obviously, the season's not starting till what are we looking at? End of June, basically, is the kind of tentative yeah, start for yeah, Canada. So, yeah. So, pl- yeah, so plenty of time, um, you know, and he's, like I said, he's just eating into it. And But he looks good. Marshall's a very technically sound rider. Um, really not too much to brush up on his technique. He's always pretty solid there. So, um, really just kind of getting his base up. And then once he feels like he can be consistent for 20, 30 minutes, then, then we'll start turning up the speed and, and we should see some pretty, pretty exciting battles with him and Dylan and Phil and, and Jake in there as well. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's kind of fun in games, you know, when mentally you, you know you're not there yet. So it's kind of fun in games, just having some fun, but, eventually he's gonna to have to be out there and go head to head and that's when the uh it's not going to be all fun and games anymore you know what i mean you try to say oh it's no big deal just practice but yeah it's these guys are going going to be going at it oh oh yeah absolutely like i said it's uh and believe it or not phil actually kind of requested 
that, uh, you know, see if we can get Dylan down here because he really wanted him to train with. Um, I don't know that him and Dylan were all that close last summer, but, uh, uh, especially after the incident there where, where they kind of collided at the one race, but, uh, but, uh, Phil recognizes his speed and his ability and, and he knows he needs somebody like that to, uh, to be pushing him. And so that was really cool for Phil to, to say that. And then me and Dylan started talking and then we were able to get him down here and, and get him training. And, and so far, like I said, it's been really good. Right. Well, I, I interviewed Dylan a couple of weeks back and, and surprisingly, they actually did become buddies and they were buddies when, uh, when that incident happened and stuff. And I, I mean, that's obviously a pretty huge part with the fact that Phil came down and shook his hand at the, when he won the title and stuff, but uh, yeah, they're actually pretty close. So that's, it's kind of cool to hear that they can be that battling that tightly, but still be, you know, friendly. So that's, that's a Canadian thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? My, that, that, my experience going to Walton a couple of times was that the food is really good in Canada and everybody's really nice. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> all right hey well okay uh so we gave we gave uh him uh did we give marshall a uh, coachability yeah throw mark what how's marshall for coaching uh yeah marshall's an a for sure hey. i mean he he definitely is, is willing to listen and uh he he's pretty determined uh i think marshall knows he knows what he wants and he knows where he wants to be. So I think once he's confident in his, uh, you know, fitness on the bike, I think he's really going to, um, you know, start grinding it out. Cause for him, uh, you know, obviously the better he does, the more opportunities and the more doors that open. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I look for him to be pretty, pretty exciting to watch on a 450. Nice. All right. Well, uh, okay. That covers the, uh, the Canadian related riders down there and stuff, but, uh, what else should we talk about before we let you go here? I mean, your race team, I mean, Joey Crown, I guess he's probably out for a while. Yeah, we're, we're hoping not too long. Um, he did obviously, you know, have a, a crash there and hit his head a little bit, but, um, you know, wasn't too serious. So we're hoping he's back. Um, we've got Jace Owen out there. Now Jace is riding with, with an injured knee, uh, but he's doing the best he can do to, uh, to, to still, you know, get in the main events every night and, and rehab the knee. And I look for Jake to finish or Jace to finish the season off strong. Uh, right now, like I said, he's battled some adversity with, with an injured knee and you know, it's just doing what he needs to do every week. But I think maybe come Atlanta and we get after the break, he's going to be, uh, back in the mix and, you know, up front. And, uh, and then obviously Garrett is really consistent. He's been putting in some good finishes and he's only what I think seven, eight points out of the lead at this point. So. Uh, I think more more good things to come from him for sure, and then uh, and then our German rider Nick Thury. Nick just made his first main event. Uh, I believe he should have made all of the main events. Uh, he, he has the ability and, and has the speed, and he's a good racer. Um, just you know, circumstances happen, and, and Supercross is no joke. Those are the, the best guys in the world at, at what they do, and it, you know you got to have a good start every weekend, and you got to be up front in those races and, and find yourself in LCQ. And, it's do or die. You got to get the whole shot and be up front. And, and I think Nick's learned a lot and, and I think we'll see him in, in the main events from here on out. Yeah. He looked pretty pumped when he got in there. Yeah. Now Nick's <laughs> awesome. And he's a really, he's a really neat story. Nick's right. not a young kid. He's been doing this for a while and, and literally sold everything he owns to, to come here and, and chase his dream to, to have, you know, to work with this opportunity and, and try to make it happen. So pretty neat story there and then and then actually another canadian we've got down here working for our team as well uh kale from uh 
EMX 101 team. All right, Kale Foster. Uh, he's down. He's yeah. He's down here uh, working as Jace Owens mechanic as well. So another Canadian uh, working with the team. Now, can you coach him? Can can you coach Kale? <laughs> <laughs> Kale Kale has a, a wealth of information. I have learned. So, coach him on his music. Uh, he, he, he needs music I, I help. Music yet, so. He's an emo guy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, I drove to Florida with him once, and I was just joking with Greg Poisson about this. Yeah, big on emo. I'm like, dude, we got to listen to something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't heard that yet, but uh, but I, I have <laughs> was a few a years lot, ago. Honestly, about I haven't. I have learned a lot just about the Yamahas in general. Some little, you know, little things just from him. Oh, great. Working on the Yamahas for a while. Uh, that was pretty cool. He, he's offered up a few insights that I wasn't aware of, and, and I ride a Yamaha 450 uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool just to, to learn some things there. And then and then the connection with Dylan, that's been cool. And then our, our track uh, maintenance man who's responsible for building and maintaining all our tracks, uh, Miguel Maju, he's French-Canadian as well. So right. that was pretty awesome having Dylan, Dylan here because, Miguel loves to be able to speak some French when he can, so uh, so that's pretty cool because Dylan can speak French. So that's been good having those guys here. All right, and you got Chidgy there, another Canadian. Yeah, yeah, Greg Chidgy, another Canadian as well, and he's uh, our crew chief for the for the race team. Yeah, it's, it's just it's Canadians everywhere. Nice. Yeah, Team Canada, and actually, you know, to uh, Piccolo's credit, okay. Uh, he set his first week here. We did, uh, some planks in the gym and, uh, we kind of had a standing record, you know, of, I believe it was about like 13 minutes Jeez. and something, I think was Thanks. our, was our record for longest plank. And that was, uh, Zach Pope, a, a young amateur rider from, uh, <laughs> here in the Carolinas. Yeah. And I believe Jake broke it. I think 16 minutes now is our, that's in, plank record. That's incredible and very surprising. Yeah, yeah I, I was surprised as well. So, so that's amazing. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Jake's definitely uh, full of surprises for sure. <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd heard that rumor before. So that's I didn't know it was 16 minutes though around there. That's that's incredible. He just got bored yeah, and stopped. Right. I'd have to, I, yeah, I would have to check the record book to be sure, but I believe it was. 15 or 16 minutes and and it was team canada it was it was him and elmore were the last two standing and and wow. danny is pretty uh determined in the gym and and really really gets after it. his work ethic in the gym is i don't think he's anybody that works as hard as he does at whatever <laughs> we do like he does it 100 percent uh so i kind of expected danny to, to pull it off but uh i believe danny might have went to 14. I mean, Danny broke the record as well. I think he nice. went to like 14 something and then Jake stuck it out. I believe it was either 15 or 16 minutes. I can't remember the exact oh, number. A, well, that's amazing. Well, then we got to end this here on a high note. How can you beat that? Two Canadians breaking records down there. It's probably like uh, Forrest Gump when he just uh, got bored of running and just, uh, just went home. He does, that's, a, that's a long <laughs> plane. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, Ben. What's uh, what else? Hey, what's uh, one last thing? What, what's new at the facility, man? Every time I go there, it's like uh, the place is just blowing up. Um, so new at the facility, we um, actually hired someone. Started the first year. His name's Mike Bonacci, and Mike's a, a, a northeast guy, and he actually is in charge of managing our practice facility. 
which is what I used to do when I first came down here. That was kind of my first duties was running our public facility. And so now he's got that back open and, and we've been open like Thursday to Sunday every single week. And that's been uh, doing phenomenal. And then Mike has a, a sales background as well. He's recently retired from his uh, full-time job. So in the background in sales. So he's been helping me with our amateur team uh, running and organizing that. And then he's also been helping with sponsorship on our pro team, uh, which has been a huge asset. He's been able to bring in some, uh, some more funding for the team, which, which is always good and uh, help us continue to grow. So uh, I'd say that's the biggest change. We're kind of trying to get that public side really, really boosted and uh, get, get some more events going there and, and Hopefully, when all the COVID restrictions come off, you know, we can get a lot more of those Canadians down for the winter, even if they're not coming to train, just looking for a place to come hang out and ride. And, you know, back in the day, uh, Kevin Benoit and, and Tremblay and, and a bunch of those guys, that's how they started coming to Club MX, was just coming down, hanging out, riding, doing their own thing. And um, Then the goal eventually, obviously, is to, you know, pull some of those customers into our training program as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And Mike, Mike's been kind of almost acting like uh, a bit of a rider agent too. I mean, every time I'm talking to a couple of guys, I'm going through, going through Mike chatting back and forth about uh, setting up times for interviews. And I'm supposed to be doing one with Daniel Elmore and stuff like that. And I've been talking to Mike more than I've been talking to Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's been helping out a lot with that. <laughs> and we've actually been doing, uh, we've actually been doing some, some social media classes and, and honestly public speaking classes with all of our riders <laughs> yeah. here that are training with us just to, um, you know, to get them more comfortable talking to people and, and promoting themselves and, and, you know, learning how to, how to follow up with, uh, you know, with sponsors and, and how to represent them properly and just to help grow their business. You know, that's, that's what they're here to do. And if you're getting to that professional level, you know, that's your business. And, uh, and Mike, like I said, coming from a professional sales background has the forte for that. And, uh, and then myself and, Brandon was just growing up and racing our whole lives and, and going all the way through the ranks and attempting to race at a professional level. And, you know, you learn from your own mistakes. And so we can provide that insight with, Hey, you know, this is how you need to do it. And, and a lot of times just, you know, shaking hands and introducing yourself goes a long way. You know, uh, if you continually are, are, are going and seeing people that are, that are helping you out. And, and those people remember that, you know, and then, and then the next year comes up, you know what, we're going to help this guy a little more. Right? And that's yeah. a good, good guy. And, and, uh, you know, I remember him from, you know, oh, it's that guy keeps sending me those emails every week or, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? It matters. Um, just, just, just trying to help the guys, uh, represent themselves a little better. And, and then obviously even out in the, in the real world, if, if motocross isn't, you know, their career that it'll help them in, in those avenues as well, whether it's, uh, you know, a job interview or, or just opportunities, you know, you know, as well as I do, it's, it's all in who you know, and it's all in who knows you. And, and you, you get a lot more opportunities um, if you haven't burned bridges. So yeah. that's kind of the goal. Yeah, for sure. And I don't, I don't know how much uh, Mike had involved with, uh, I did an interview with, with Jake uh, last week or week before. And I tell you, it was one of the most enjoyable interviews I've ever done. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out there, the Jake Piccolo interview on direct motocross. But uh, yeah, it was actually, uh, it was really good. And I, I don't, again, like I said, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did check it out. It, it was super good. And I, yeah. know, I know Mike's been uh, kind of, kind of coaching Jake a little bit on the side as well. Just uh, you know, not necessarily on the, on the coaching on the bike stuff, right? Just, right. just coaching on on uh, on life stuff. Right, you know? right. So 
uh, it's been nice to, to have him here, and he's been a big asset uh, to the facility for sure. All right. Well, that's amazing. Well, thanks, Ben, for talking with us here. I don't know anything else you want to touch on. Man, that was pretty good. I appreciate you taking the time to go through our Canucks down there. And, uh, man, good luck with everything coming up. Uh, anything Anything else? Uh, no, no, I think we well covered it. And, uh, we did. look forward to, hopefully you can, hopefully you can get down to, uh, to Atlanta. And, uh, like I said, if you do get, get down that way, we could reach out to Mike, uh, for sure. And, and then, uh, when you get, if you're able to get down here and then swing back up, yeah, just give me a shout and love to get you here and, uh, get you, you know, out on the track and get a little more, a little more involved than in years past, you know, get right out there and see what's going on and, and, uh, and talk to the guys that we got here for sure. Sounds good. I like uh, I like coming north to see you guys because I'll do anything to stay away from the I seventy five. I'll take the ninety five and then cut over. It's uh, anything to, for a different some different scenery. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I appreciate your time, man, and um, yeah, good luck with everything, and we'll be in touch. And hopefully, I see you uh, next month. Sounds great. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye.